When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. Uh, we are recording this on um, a Tuesday evening, uh, just in case you're wondering if, if anything does happen. Michael McCrea, Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach on, I don't want to call it Groundhog Day, Colin, but it's we're, we're still waiting. It's like we're at the Vatican and we're waiting for the white smoke to appear from some sort of chimney. I feel like we're getting closer. Obviously, Sean Payton, good enough to get a second interview this week. Uh, Dan Quinn's interview must have went well because the Cowboys done really well. Only, you know, only kept the Niners 19 points on Sunday night, to be to, to be fair to the defense. Um, I just, I think we need something now, Colin, to happen, don't we? Like, it's just like, come on, let's, let's get our man and let's move on. Well, it's... It's been a week where nothing has happened, and yet there have been some interesting developments in the media. If you're reading the the TVs, perhaps, but equally, you know how much to to read into any of it. Who who is who's spinning? Who's leaking? Um, as I have said re- repeatedly, things that are said publicly are generally said for a reason. So last night or yesterday, I think you had Jeff Duncan initially announced that Peyton had a second interview uh, with Denver. Then uh, all of a sudden there were kind of three separate reports that all came out that were very similar, that the Broncos and Greg Penner did not have anyone in mind and were still assessing. And then there was the news from Jeff Duncan that the Peyton interview had been delayed or hadn't hadn't actually been set. Um, so, yeah, it, it's difficult to know where exactly we are at in the, the process, other than things are going to have to happen at some point. But um, as we said previously, there aren't as many head coaching jobs this year. So teams are taking their time. They're doing their due diligence and they seem to be all kind of interviewing a, a significant number of people. I know, I think that the Panthers had their ninth interview. I think the the Colts are almost growing through an entire NFL roster in terms of the number of people that they're interviewing. Um, and obviously the Broncos still have yet to bring anybody in for a second interview uh, that is yet to be announced formally, certainly anyway. But maybe it could be a bit like the, some of the first round interviews and we'll only hear about it after it has happened. The sound of silence in Malhai, Stuart, not a unfamiliar 
cider thing that we're not used to but it's you know as Colin has said there it's a really really weird cycle and you know I I, I think we all thought coming off last week when we were on the podcast last week that we were going to get some sort of indication within 48 to 72 hours and it didn't happen the divisional round came and went and for a team that uh, got rid of its head coach nearly a month ago now they're still in a situation where they're deciding I guess my question is when will Connolly's on a rice make her mind up? When will George Payton make his mind up? I mean, like, are they scared to make their mind up? Are they just trying to, you know, tick boxes? What the hell's going on, Stuart? Please give me some insight. I seen I seen today Peter King um said that his gut feeling was Sean Payton going mm. to Denver. I mean, it's six of one at the minute, isn't it? Like, I just want this whole thing to be closed and we can just move on. That's genuinely how I feel now, and it's it's frustrating. It is, but I think, Michael, um, I I was just about to read an Adam Schefter article um, and then then I got the Zoom link, so I don't know the exact contents of it, but it was an article that he wrote um, explaining why uh, there haven't been any head coaching appointments yet. Um, Now, I know Colin was saying there aren't as many head coaching vacancies as you might have normally, but there still hasn't been any appointments, so it seems like it's not just the Broncos who are taking their time. It seems like everybody's taking their time. Um, I mean, there could be a combination of facts like that. I think I think Sean Payton is is an unusual one in that you don't normally have Super Bowl winning head coaches um, who've gone off to, uh, to to become commentators who then could be lured out of retirement. Um, That's not that frequent. The Raiders coach from a couple of years ago probably would be the, the only other example I can think of off the top of my head. For example, like Bill Cower, I remember was was constantly being mentioned as a potential uh, head coach and candidate, but he never actually returned from um, uh, from the studio. So I think everybody seems to be taking their time. Um, I did, though, think, Michael, that something significant would have happened in the time between last week's uh, podcast and this one. I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. Um, and I, I, I don't know the situation with Sean Payton. I, I think, Michael, one of the things that's become interesting to me is that it looks like another head coaching vacancy may be on the horizon. And I think that could be the kind of thing that Peyton or, or perhaps somebody else could be waiting for. And I wouldn't be hugely surprised if the Dallas Cowboys head coaching position became available in the next couple of days. Uh, because Mike McCarthy is is not really a particularly inspiring head coach and his playoff record is borderline disastrous given the the levels of talent he's had at his disposal like that's a really good Dallas Cowboys team who played well in fairness um and um you know they they their defense in particular I thought was outstanding now I know I felt that there were times when Purdy looked like his draft position but I think you also have to acknowledge the fact that that Cowboys defense is almost as good as the Niners defense and Purdy did emerge unscathed um and I think that's credit to him. It's credit to Kyle Shanahan, but also it's credit to the Cowboys as well and Dan Quinn, who you know is still very much on our radar. Um, so I don't know, Michael. I, I, I mean, my my feelings, uh, but about Peyton, or I don't want to give up a first round draft pick. But now you're going to the stage where you're kind of going. It's almost a second round draft pick because the 49ers are. You know, at the moment, I think we're probably picking 28th or 29th. And, you know, there's only a huge amount of value or the difference of value between that and a second rounder. Of course, we don't have a second rounder either next year. Um, 
but I was just listening to uh, our, our friends DMAC and uh, <coughs> Derek Wolf earlier on, and they were kind of saying, like, what happens if if the um, if you know, I'm not sure what the position the Saints have in regards to can they turn down what we offer. Like, there are teams that have better draft capital that uh, draft draft cap- capital than we have at the moment. Like the Cardinals have better draft capital. Um, the Panthers have far better draft capital than we do, both of whom are very much in the Sean Payton hunt. And of course, the Saints would much prefer to have their first round picks because our first round pick due to the 49ers, um, you know, is nowhere near as as uh, as impressive as theirs. So I don't know the ins and outs, but I think then you're talking about do you need to get the Saints to agree? And like, we can't even sort of kick it down the road, Michael, I think, because... I mean, we do have like, do we want to give up another first round pick next? Year? Like, we, the, the whole I think this all does come back to me to the haul that we gave up for Russell Wilson. And um, I know we talked about it a week or two ago. You know, it's not quite the Ricky Williams stuff, it's not quite the Herschel Walker stuff, but it is, it, it, it was significant. Um, and, and it was, you know, close to being disastrous uh, until Russell turned things around, you know. So I think that's kind of lo- that that's hanging over us. That is an albatross around us, and I, I think it's still at play here. So I don't know, Michael. I genuinely, as I said, I thought there would have been an appointment or certainly rumblings um, as to which way it was going to go, but there hasn't been. And I thought yesterday was was interesting where at one stage there was a huge amount of excitement about the fact that Peyton had a second interview, I think, scheduled for Thursday. Um, and then the news broke um, that that second interview had been delayed because he was going to Arizona. Um, now, I think it depends on you know your demeanor as a Broncos fan, what way you want to look at that. Uh, but I did not think that that was good news for the Broncos and Sean Payton personally. So I'm, I'm still really very unclear as to who's going to be the head coach. Um, so I, 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 it's a very long-winded way of saying I don't really know what's going on because I don't think I- any you know what's going on at the moment, Mike. I think you've raised a number of really important points. Like, you know, first off, looking at the time element of it, you know, you have I think we have to ask ourselves, surely the the only positive thing about missing the playoffs and missing the playoffs so spectacularly is the opportunity to have something that eight to ten, eight to twelve teams, whatever, don't have in January, and that's and that's time. That's using that time effectively to get somebody in and to start off and get ahead of the other teams and try and think of how we're going to get back to the playoffs, how we're going to get back to challenging for a Super Bowl. Um, and we're sitting in the last week in January and we've we've effed it so far. Obviously, there haven't been any other uh, major hirings across the league, so it, it would be unfair of me to say that's the only reason. I think it's, it's interesting because you're saying about Dallas there. You know, Dallas should have... Realistically, if Dallas had an efficient quarterback and not a choker like Dak Prescott, they probably could have beat the Niners the other night, and that's probably a bit of a controversial thing. But Colin, I have been blabbering and yabbering on all, like I don't know for how long now, but how I don't want a first first time head coach or rookie head coach. So if you want to get the like the 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 pint or alcoholic pint out a couple of weeks early pre Arizona here and take a drink to this. I was doing a thing today on D'Amico Ryans and just the way that Nick Bosa talks about him, about how much of a leader he is and how much they love him and respect him in the locker room. 
should we be looking more seriously at a guy like that instead of giving up a first rounder? And I'll also add to what Stuart said, Colin, about like you know the whole Russell Wilson situation. Looking earlier on about what uh, the owner of the Jets was saying in regards to Aaron Rodgers and like the whole draft hall, etc. Imagine giving up two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that was the first thing that went to my head. And obviously, you got a bigger age difference. He's what thirty nine. Your other guys, what Russell Wilson, about 33, 34. It's just been a bit of a mad time. And I'm just like, somebody please save us. Please. <laughs> you know? Uh, for, firstly, welcome aboard uh, the Demeco Ryan's train because I made the case. I remember you said it last week. week yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, welcome, welcome. I, I'm not too, I'm not that concerned about the time because I think ultimately, right now, it's it's going to be the front office. I mean, the, the head coach is going to come in and going to have some input, obviously, into free agency in the draft. But this is what you pay your front office for, essentially, is to. To, to do the work at this point in the, the off season. And, and in terms of the, you know, the first time head coach, I think my case was only strengthened over the weekend. We've got four teams left at this point. Okay. You obviously have Andy Reid, um, you know, who is in his second stint as a head coach, pretty successful first stint, I would have to say with the, the Eagles, Kyle Shanahan, who we should have hired, but we didn't is a first time head coach. He's been, Pretty decent there with the, the Niners with QB3. Zach Taylor, first-time head coach with the Bengals, back in a championship game. Uh, and Nick Sirianni, year two, and has uh, Philly, Philly absolutely flying. So uh, the Broncos have made bad hires, but that doesn't mean you should run away from hiring a first-time head coach just because your process was flawed does that not mean that head first time head coaches are flawed? Uh, and I, I think they need to give a, a serious consideration. Uh, we certainly heard Tom Pelissero uh, just uh, before we uh, started recording was on talking about uh, Demeco Ryans and that how he was a, a consideration for the Broncos. He, he is super impressive. And I suppose in, in relation to Sean Payton, the other thing, Michael, to keep an eye on is we know Russell Wilson had a conversation with Sean Payton. And what if Sean Payton then doesn't become the head coach, does that mean Sean Payton decided to walk away from it have after that conversation? I don't, I don't know. It's all speculation. But Colin Cowherd, who is close to Sean Payton, uh, has a piece out right now saying um, that the Broncos want Sean Payton, Russell Wilson wants Sean Payton, but he's not sure if Sean Payton wants Denver. That could be posturing for money. Like all of this is speculation. But to me, I think you would be absolutely crazy to rule out a first time head coach. I think, and, and if it was to be Demeco Wrights, I, I would happily wait until after the Super Bowl because ultimately what's going like, what you're looking for is, and I really think you're you're talking a three to five year plan. I don't think you can bring in a head coach beyond that, but they are going to come in and then they're going to feed into the process, but they're not going to be massively in, involved in their first year. So to me, does a few weeks make that much of a difference for the right guy? No. Nicely put, nicely put. The whole Fox situation with Sean Payton is intriguing. Colin Coward forgot that we like, you know, have some draft capital from Bradley Chubb 
and he's now done that twice and he's been corrected and still has done it. He done an article last week as well. Yeah, like the whole, like, Stuart, we, we did mention this last week, so I am trying to put a different mer- merry-go-round on this. You know, I think Colin's got a very fair point. Um, is Sean Payton haggling for some more money? Is he trying to get a better situation here? Because I just, I'm sort of, and I, I said this last week and I'll say it again, I'm, I'm sick of the of the of the whole process around it i'm not sure if we mentioned this exact thing last week i probably did it was good he went in his daughter's podcast sit and chill out with colin coward and then standing by himself on sunday in the fox studios it was just like i'm really over it man like if he's gonna come come now but like i think even he knows that he could walk into a better situation and i i guess if dallas does open up I think if Dallas opens up, I think you need to make a decision very, very quickly. But then if Dallas does open up, does somebody like Dan Quinn stay in Dallas? It's very, very difficult. And I I don't think Mike McCarthy will be there next year. I think to, to not go in and score more than 12 points against the Niners the overnight, whatever about their defense and Dan and D'Amico Ryans, is I think offensively that performance is shocking. That they should have won that game. So Stuart, for me, like and I and I I I know you said it a few minutes ago. If the Cowboys market opens up. I think that screws every team looking at head coach. Apart from the Colts who are going to take Jeff Saturday, no matter what. Well, there's a couple of interesting points there, Michael. The, the first one I think you bring up is, weren't we sort of beating our chests going, we've got the richest owners in the NFL um, not too many months ago. And now we're supposed to believe that Sean Payton is... Uh, manufacturing a, an interview with the Cardinals in order to get more money out. That that to me makes no sense. I'm sorry. First of all, Sean Payton is presumably incredibly wealthy from both his time at the Saints and also his time at Fox. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I never bought into that. I don't, uh, you know, and I, I kind of felt that if he was the guy for the new ownership, um, Given the vast sums of money that they have at their disposal, I, I, if he was the guy, and if and if he clearly showed to them that he desperately wants to be the Broncos head coach, then that would have been done and dusted. That would have been over. Do you think, though, like I don't mean to jump in because it's it, it's an extension of this piece. Do you think Colin Coward sitting on a show by himself outside of the whole bringing on Sean Payton? Do you think him saying that all oh, well, uh, Denver wants Sean Payton, Russell Wilson wants Sean Payton? Do you think that's just a mere thing of look at me? I have my own talk show, which is also a radio show, and by no, God, I'm sick of it, talking about different teams. No, I, I, I think you have to look at the bigger picture, Michael. Sean Payton is interviewed for how many jobs now? Probably this this coaching cycle, five, six. Sean Payton doesn't need Colin Coward or anybody to get on his show and start broadcasting the fact that Sean Payton's available for work. Um, he doesn't. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, and I, and he had the. Saints competitive, you know, we've talked about perhaps he should have won another Super Bowl, but he did also suffer some outrageous bad luck and some appalling refereeing. Um, so he he was a, a head coach who won a Super Bowl and had it was if the Saints didn't get to the divisional round or indeed the NFC championship, it was a surprise from most of the time he was there when Drew Brees was was in his prime. So he doesn't need anybody to 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 sing his praises. He doesn't need he doesn't need an agent, I imagine, at this stage, because he could probably name his price because they are difficult to come by and he's still a relatively young man. Um so I, I don't buy that. I I I I don't think I think he's probably having second thoughts about the Broncos job and I think a lot of that's to do with the fact that 
I mean, we see it, we, you know, and we'd hope that John Payton knows an awful lot more about American football than we do. Um, the Broncos have a huge amount of holes to fill, Michael, and they don't have the ability to fix them probably as quickly as he would like in comparison to some of the other teams. We don't have the draft picks. Our cap situation isn't great, and it's going to get worse, as Colin has pointed out numerous times in this program. The, the draft hit, or sorry, the, the, the cap hits for Russell Wilson contracts, not this season, but the one afterwards, are brutal. So I think if Cowherd is saying that, I don't think it's it's him attempting to um, drum up interest or to add an extra zero onto Sean Payton's contract. Um I, I think it's because it's the truth. I think Peyton probably is having second thoughts about the Broncos because there are other jobs out there. Like we we live in Broncos country in our minds. We we you know these this is the most important um, you know football team for us. Obviously, we're interested in the playoffs. Obviously, we're interested in the championship games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we live in an orange, <laughs> you know, we live in an orange cloud. We do. So we think the Broncos job is the best job out there. It isn't. I'm sorry, it isn't. There are more attractive jobs out there. So Sean Payton is probably looking at these other jobs. And I do think that the Dallas job potentially coming down the pipeline is, is hugely attractive to him because they have a ferocious amount of talent on that team on both sides of the ball. Um, and if he's looking at fixing a quarterback, like if you leave Broncos affiliation out of it, if you're looking at fixing Dak Prescott or if you're looking at fixing the Russell Wilson that we saw for 15 weeks out of the 17 of last season, I'm picking Dak Prescott all day long. So perhaps he's waiting to see if the Cowboys job actually is available. Um, so I, I, I do believe Cowboys. I do think he's having second thoughts. Colin, you might need to get uh, Jeff Duncan on the blower and ask him some questions. Do it, do it for the lads, please. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, think, I think in terms of, just to add to what Stuart was saying, I don't think I, Coward would, do it would just go out and say something without some indication that it was Sean Payton's thinking. Given that he's a regular guest, given that he is somewhat friendly with him, you're not going to go out, you know, like if 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 Stuart had, had written, you know, a, a, a new play or, or something, right? And I was talking about him se- selling the, the rights um, and, and there, there were different people interested. And I went on a podcast and I said, well, I think he's leaning this way. And uh, you know, I hadn't run that by Stuart. Like Stuart's kind of get on to me and go, "What are you doing, man?" I'm like, so I think there would be real issues if um, Sean Payton hadn't like at least given a nod to that. That's not to say it won't happen, and that's not to say that it, you know. But it, I think you know it may indicate that he is giving time to think about because uh, Coward really went in essentially on Russ that was what he one of the things that he really looked at was ooh, Russell Wilson's kind of um I need to plug in my laptop so it doesn't go I um, thought it was your dog man I was gonna no, say this is great no, the, then... the laptop but he really went <laughs> in about and he highlighted the fact that um I suppose Russ's attitude and how distant he is. I, I mean, again, that could be cowherd deciding on, on attitude. That part, 
I would be more circumspect on. We know that he does, he has an issue with, um, I suppose, quarterbacks having any sort of personality. Um, and don't get me wrong, Colin Cowherd is a terrible judge of quarterbacks. This is the man who said Joe Burrow was nothing special. Uh, so let's all remember that and that his hand size was going to be an issue. Um, well, Joe Burrow's tiny hands are back in the AFC Championship game uh, one, once again. I do wonder in relation to the Dallas thing, though, because of Jerry Jones more than anything, like if you are going in there as a, as a head coach, like you would want the assurance that Jerry's not going to meddle too much. But I think that assurance is a bit like the story about the scorpion um, and the frog uh, where the, the scorpion needs to cross the river. And then ask the frog and the frog says, but you'll, you'll sting me. And the scorpion says, no, I won't. Then we'll both drown. And the frog says, oh, that's a good point. Hop on. I'll take you across. And halfway across the river, the scorpion stings the frog. And the frog says, what is that for? Now we're both going to drown. And the, and the scorpion says, it's just my nature. I think no matter what assurances Jerry Jones gave to a head coaching candidate, I don't think he would be able to help himself in getting over involved and i think that makes the dallas job less attractive because of jerry yeah they they have the the talent they also have the z contract but that's another kettle of fish but like I, I do think with the second round interviews going on you will begin to see you know at some point you have to begin to see the dominoes fall because you know, we are towards the end of January at this point. It might play out for until after the, the weekend at the longest, but I really imagine by early next week, you are going to see the head coach appointments happen. And if they do happen, we'll, we'll, we'll hop on a podcast at some point um, in the next few days and, and go through it. Hopefully we get some news this week. Pre-championship would be nice. Uh, talking about championship, do obviously throw in if you want to talk about anything else with Broncos. I can't think of anything else because there's nothing else apart from this whole head coaching thing. Um, Stuart, you look like Joe Burrow uh, in about 15 years' time, so I, 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 I will ask you this question. They're, they're going to win the Super Bowl, aren't they? I, I, think, I think the, the layman or woman will, would want to see a Philly-Cincinnati Super Bowl. I hope they win the Super Bowl, Michael. Um, they're a very likable team. Um, they're they're a young team uh, for the main. They're, you know, they're, they're they're the faces of their franchises are young. Um, I think they were desperately unlucky not to win it last year. If, you know, because we did speak about this in the podcast. Chase had absolutely torched Ramsey, um, and it was only for a superhuman play by Aaron Donald that uh, prevented Burrow from being able to make that pass, which I think would have sent it to overtime. So I think they would be worthy winners. They have no fears of playing Kansas City. Um, I think they're a bad matchup for Kansas City. I think their defensive coordinator, I know um, it was being mentioned by uh, Tony Romo. Um, and it's amazing to me how much more likable and enjoyable Tony Romo's commentary is when it's not involving Patrick Mahomes. Um, although then you compare it to um, Collingsworth's um, almost X-rated um, comments on Mahomes during the game, which thankfully it wasn't just me that was uh, found these borderline disgusting um but Romo was was a, a really really excellent co-commentary the other night but he was a pains to, to to mention again and again and again just how brilliant the defensive coordinator of the Bengals was so there's not a huge amount of stars in that Bengals defense but they were brilliant I think they were helped by the fact that Dorsey absolutely completely 
uh, crap the bed again. I think Josh Allen was their top rusher with 25 yards. So again, seemed to very quickly decide, no, let's let's turn Josh Allen into John Elway in the 80s. And you're kind of going, yeah, but John Elway in the 80s didn't have a particularly good team. Josh Allen has a brilliant team. What are you doing? So I'm glad Dorsey isn't on our list of head coaching interviewees because he, he's had a nightmare two weeks. I'd love to see the Bengals do it. I, I do think that the Eagles are incredibly impressive. And I think for me, the way that Purdy struggled at times, again, against a very good defense, would worry me if I was a Niners fan. And um, Because I think the Eagles are, are, are a better team than the Cowboys. They're a more rounded team. And Jalen Hurts is playing out of his mind. And they've schemed brilliantly for Hurts. I think... I think the Bengals should beat the Chiefs. I, I my only thing would be the, the Chiefs have now turned into two um, thousands Patriots, where they get all sorts of juju happens with balls bouncing bizarrely, refs helping them out at every available opportunity. And um, so the one thing I do think is if the Chiefs spawn their way past the Bengals, which wouldn't surprise me due to a combination of factors. I would prefer the Eagles to win the NFC Championship game because I think they they have got far too much for the Chiefs to handle. I think they would be a really bad matchup for the Chiefs because I don't think the Chiefs defend the run particularly well. And I don't think I've seen a team run the ball better than the Eagles um, from both their quarterback and their running backs. And that Eagles defense is is fearsome. Like That Eagles defense is better than the one that they had when they won the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I'm, I, I, you do get to the stage now, and it sounds very Liverpool mid '90s, you know, with anyone but United. But we are, let's be honest, we're now at the point where it's anybody but the Chiefs. Um, and I, and I, I think both the Eagles and the Bengals, I would be confident that one of the two will beat them. So I don't have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year. He said, having had an absolutely appalling season of NFL betting and predictions, so. Tell the Kansas City mayor to get the to get the parade planned early. Uh, but no, I, I I hope the Bengals win, Michael. I think they I think they deserve, and I think if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, I'd love them to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I like I want teams that haven't won it before to win it. So, you know, I'd I'd, I'd hoped either the Bengals or the Bills would win it this year, or the Vikings. So the, the the Bengals are the only one of those types of teams left. So I'd love the Bengals to win it. Imagine the uh, the amount of credit union loans in Cincinnati. That have defaulted already in a couple of weeks' time if it does happen. And um, calm to put a Denver twist on this and not to make people go, This is the Broncos. Well, like, like, I think it's a very valid point. Obviously, if you want to give your own predictions and picks, go for it, mate. I agree with Stuart. Um, I, I want to see a Philly Eagles Super Bowl. Uh, Philly Eagles, I, I want to see a Philly Bengals Super Bowl. Um, but more so, you know, you look at the situation in which where our team is now, and you look at how the Jaguars have come back from nothing the year before, last pick, to the way they played against the Chiefs. Yes, they didn't win, but Jesus, they have some foundation there. Obviously, Dable and the Giants got completely done on, uh, it was a Saturday night, all the days rolling into one now, but they still got there. So it shows you the progress that can be made in the short time, and we just sit here and we pray that um, Sean Payton, Jesus Christ himself, anybody comes in and does the job for us. Yeah, that's what that's what I you can turn things around pretty quickly. I think um there there seemed to be a talking point. It was especially so in when Vance Joseph was given an extra year and then Vic Fangio was given an extra year. Oh, it takes so much time to turn a team around, and you have got to give it three years and this and that. And then you've seen what's happened this year 
with the coaches that you've just mentioned. Um, you know, the, the fact that the, the Jags went from worst, um, literally picking number one twice in a row um, to running the Chiefs, um, you know, relatively close. And then consider what the Eagles have done. Like the Eagles found themselves in a right mess after their Super Bowl win, right? Carson wins. It all went to pieces. Uh, Doug Pedersen got uh, sacked, um, but they rebounded very quickly because they made really tough decisions and they they made them. And look, to, to me, I've been on the Eagles I suppose, uh, since the start uh, of the year. I was super impressed. I did say it on the podcast last week. You asked me where there might be a shock, and I said it could be the the Bengals and the Bills. Um, I they like they in Joe Burrow, they just have a, a quarterback who is phenomenally cool and collected. And I think that Mahomes' injury is a huge issue uh, for for the Chiefs because his mobility is key. Now, don't get me wrong; they have Andy Reid. You saw what Andy Reid did with Chad Henney. Um, I, I think this is the best four teams remaining. Um, but I, I, I would love to see um, with both of you. I think it would be fantastic to see an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl. Yeah, and Colin did call the Niners in the Super Bowl uh, at the start of the year. Fair play. I, I can bear witness to that. Uh, right. So here's the plan. We're going to come back at some point this week. If someone is announced, we will come back. Um, I'll be back. I mean, I'm not. If something happens on Saturday, I'm not going to be on. I'm just going to publicly announce this now. I'm just going to, I'm basically D, D, N, D, do not disturb on Saturday because I'm sure like everybody in this chat, I'm just like a wrinkly old prune after these late, five late nights in the last two weeks. But um, you never know. We could hear something. So I'll, I'll definitely jump on and chat about it. And uh, yeah, guys, pr- appreciate the time. Appreciate the crack. Um, and any final comments? No, before we round off? No. Okay, no fair enough. Cool. No, I think just a quick point. I think Colin is, I think just to go back to a point Colin made a little bit, I, I think once the first domino falls in these head coaches, I think you're going to see everybody else falling into line very quickly. So I think once the first announcement is made, yeah. then you'll see three or four within 24 hours. I think um, Mike McCarthy's sacked within the day. Yeah, I think so. So I, I genuinely think, did I say this last week, but I genuinely think this time next week, oh God, we're, we will have we will have a new head coach to talk about. If we're sitting here next Tuesday, lads, I love you. If we're sitting here next Tuesday and nothing's happened, we're not doing a podcast. There's something, something's in <laughs> Because it's yeah, literally like it's the exact same we'll thing. Just the, we'll just talk about the championship games next week. We'll just won't even oh, mention it. We can just recap the 2015 one or something instead. Lads, uh, go broadcast, shall we soon?